0: Fox Crusade presents monthly Monday movie muckabout because the podcasting world needs another movie review show. Me personally, I prefer action film face off, but let's just do this anyway. All right. <laughs> well, hey, everybody. I am Jared, also known as the Yard Sale Artist, also known as not Rick, who is not Jeff from Jeff. And, Rick. In- anyways, I love movies as much as Rick does. And you're probably asking yourself if you're a monthly Monday movie muckabout fan. Who is this guy? Where's Rick? Uh, think of this as the Coy and Vance episodes of Dukes of Hazard, And if you've got that joke, <laughs> then that means you're about as old as me and Rick. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, I'm sitting in for Rick because this is Rick's 50th episode and Rick is just sitting there with a smile on his face. So first, let me just say, Rick, congratulations on 50 episodes.
1: Woohoo! I did
0: it. I made it this far. <laughs> That's right. Here's to the next 50. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> At the rate you put them out, that'll be, what, three months from now or something like that? Oh, oh
1: I, I finally went back to once a month instead of once every week. And...
0: Yeah. <laughs> I understand. Trust me, yeah. I understand. New show, Euphoria. I get it. Yeah. Big time. But no, man, it, it's a fun show. People enjoy it. And you honor me by asking me to come on 50th and swap roles with you. So I am going to be taking Rick through... Well, I guess our movie collection up here in the attic, Rick's been pilfering our movies this whole time.
1: Yeah. Well, there's a lot of good movies up here and some of them I haven't seen either. You know, so yeah. that's always good to know. You know, yeah. it's good to expand your own horizons,
0: right? That's very true. We we tried to like keep some movies hidden from Rick. We got some of those old RCA video discs, but he still found a player. We had Betamaxes. He found a player. <laughs> we had some on eight millimeter. He found a projector. Uh, there's no stopping it. No, there's no, no, no. It does help that you are the yard sale
1: artist and you love mm. to go to those yard sales. So looking for old obsolete equipment in this place, mm. choice, chest ah. kiss. I shot myself
0: in the <laughs> foot. I realized this. Now. The irony here is I literally went to Goodwill shopping yesterday and bought another VCR huh? as if I needed another one. <laughs> when you see them on the Goodwill shelf in great shape and they're 10 bucks. You pick them up. Right. You need at least two or three
1: extra if you were like us and we actually have old VHSs that we pop in from time to time. Mm
0: -hmm. Can't buy
1: a new one of these. So, you know?
0: Yep. Yeah. Well, I guess I don't really need to introduce the guest because Rick is his own guest this time. Mm -hmm. And so I guess... We should just get into figuring out what it is you're going to watch.
1: I am really excited. This is fun for me because <laughs> I need to sit there and, and watch some other movies and I don't get enough of a chance to sometimes. So I understand this is nice to be challenged and said, okay, you need to watch this. Great. Excellent. So I am really excited <laughs> and a little yes. scared. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's funny. You use that phrase that Ooh. you're excited and a little scared. Ooh. Ooh. Are you ready? Yes, you ready I am. I'm very ready. I I brought it with me on. I'm holding the Blu-ray. Yay, I like that. Even though this is a podcast and people can't see it. I do the same thing on my side. It's okay. <laughs> We're going to watch Ooh. a little Scandinavian film Ooh. called Ooh. Let the Right One In. Well, I know
1: nothing at all about this except that it is about vampires because that's what it says on the <laughs>
0: cover. <laughs> right there on the cover. Best vampire movie ever. Mm-hmm. Now, that's a bold claim. That's right an the incredibly cover. bold claim. I will not refute it. I mean, there's a lot of different flavors of vampire movies. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, Blade. Blade. We have John got, Carpenter's vampires. These are some movies I enjoy. We
1: got Lost Boys, which we've done Lost on the show. I mean, eighties, 80s, eighties yeah. 80s, uh, California beach bum vampires. We got glam mm-hmm. vampires. Mm-hmm. We got I, old fan of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, so
0: you know. Okay. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of lot of flavors, but I gotta say. This was really, really good. So <laughs> I think you're going to like it. Now, I think I'm supposed to tell you who, what year this. I want to say this came out in 2009. You would think I would have done my research a little better. Let's just say 2009. Okay. We'll say 2009. It stars people with difficult to pronounce names. Excellent.
1: I love that. All right. <laughs> cover that let the right one in okay in scandinavian film no i have no knowledge of this whatsoever i think Mm -hmm. that it might be on my list because somebody else put on the list and then said that sounds interesting but i've never seen it
0: let me ask there's some canned questions but i have to ask you a very pointed question before i get to the canned questions the pointed question is is this could be a, a big waste of time have you seen the american version called let me in
1: no i have not
0: Okay, because I was saying say, if you see Let Me In, it's going to be a little bit of a
1: letdown. <laughs> nope, 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 nope. Have not, have not. So, no, okay. I, I know nothing about this film. I, I am excited. I do like a good vampire movie. Horror is not my top of the line, but I have been trying to build up my horror repertoire for quite a while just to get more movies in there. They're movies I know I have to watch by myself because my wife is just a hard nope out of the room there are many movies i start watching i hear her coming in from the other room i just stop it she says what are you watching i said nothing you're interested in and i will wait till (laughs) you leave to go back to the room (laughs) to start it up again so this is one that's going to be late at night probably down here headphones on all the
0: lights out because how else do you watch any movie like this you know i want i don't want to taint your experience too much but I, i will say that let the right one in more of a thinking man's vampire movie even better uh uh, like uh i would say it's even more of a thriller if i feel like after you see it you might say hey wife of mine you might actually watch this one interesting interesting It, it, it is a very unique take i was so taken with it that uh i did go see the american remake and i went ahead and read the novel as well and uh it is it is quite the ride my friend okay um so do you know anything about
1: it? Nothing. Nothing at all. I, I, I'm trying to wrap my brain around 2009. I don't remember anything coming out about this at the time. And 2010 is when my daughter was born. So there's nothing that appears in my mind at that point in time. Lack right. of sleep. So, <laughs> I no, I I, I I, seriously have not heard of this before. And a lot of the, my horror friends I was close with at that time, I... I just wasn't seeing that much. So this one completely escaped my radar. I am going into this 100% blind, which I'm excited about that. I, mm. I I like a good movie, especially with a good recommendation like this and something I haven't seen before, something that's very surprising. No, I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> that
0: I'm, I'm excited about it too, because I actually haven't watched this film in oof, probably a maybe 10 years mm-hmm. and uh, it's been a while so i'm looking forward because i, I want to re-watch it mm-hmm. for us to to discuss on the on the other side of this podcast and i'm very excited to watch it too so um i hope we uh i, I know i'm gonna enjoy my journey i hope you enjoy i will as i well. will all right folks well i guess we'll stop the discussion here because rick knows nothing except for the tiny little hints that i'm giving him but at least he's excited about it And uh, while you get excited about it or perhaps take your opportunity to watch this movie, let's uh, have Rick put the trailer in right about here.
1: Titta om Vill du bli ihop med mig?
0: okay welcome back everybody Whew, that was good times right there <laughs> <laughs> all right folks we're gonna get into it we're gonna get rick's impressions we're gonna get rick's thoughts we're gonna get some highs and lows but first let me just give a, a quick synopsis for those of you who haven't seen it It's a good chance rick and i are gonna get in a spoiler so consider this your spoiler warning if you've never seen let the right one in that was made like 14 years ago or something like that. <laughs> Go ahead and get on that. Uh, so basically, it's a pretty simple story about a kid named Oscar. And Oscar is is bullied at school. And then one day, he's kind of happy to know that he has some new neighbors. And uh, well, <laughs> well, <laughs> so the new neighbors is what appears to be a man and his daughter. This is where the spoilers come into play. The man is, is basically a helper to the young person that is a vampire (laughs) so hard to say I say the girl's name is lena but she's not really a girl (laughs) (laughs) we're gonna get into that especially if you've read the book the movie doesn't get into it too much but okay so the vampire's name is lena and it's kind of all about lena and oscar forming this unlikely friendship while lena needs to feed And so her helper is out sort of killing people to get her blood. And when her helper kind of bobbles that job a few times, she's got to go get her own blood, which starts to alert the locals. Some of the neighbors start trying to see what's going on, trying to hunt down Lena. So you got kind of two stories going on at once. Oscar being bullied at school, Lena getting hunted by the neighbors, and sort of their two friendships and how they deal with those two things together. That's the best I can do, Rick. That's the best I can can
1: do. (laughs) I I am right there with you. I, I think I might even say something like, it's a love story. It's a vampire story. It's a coming of age story.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of layers. We're going to get a into a lot it. of things. All right, Rick, let's just just hit hit them right up front. What was your first impression? You watched the movie. Uh, it has a really, I think if I remember correctly, sort of quiet snow filled in credits. What's mm-hmm. going through your mind as those end credits are, are rolling?
1: I got to tell you, I, I really enjoyed this movie a lot. I had the opportunity to sit down with my best friend. He happened to be in town for the weekend, staying with me. And I was like, we're going to watch this movie. And cool. he was totally down with it. We watched it together and had a lot of conversations after the movie about it. And we both were very, very impressed with the movie, the characters, with the story, how it was shot. And especially with it being a, a foreign film just kind of unpacking some of the other layers that are there as well. And I need to point out one small thing. I think the vampire's name is Eli, E-L-I.
0: I I kept saying the actress's name. name. But
1: but once again, like I said, this is a foreign film. So we aren't really, don't really know the names.
0: (laughs) 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 Yes. My my bad, everyone. The actress's name is Lena Linderson or something like that. And the character's name is Eli, which makes more sense because, it's again. It's not a super gender specific name, and it's not right. a super gender specific character. So it's a, it's fascinating. Anyway, it's not my first impression. Your first impression. So no, no, no. you enjoyed I, I, it.
1: I, I enjoyed it a lot. There there were a few things that were shocking in it. There were a few things that that we we're questioning and we're trying to figure out what's going on. How are these characters interacting? What is the film trying to say. Because I went into it completely blind, didn't read up on anything, didn't know any more than it was a vampire movie. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> so, the vampire bit was about the only thing I was like, oh, she's a vampire.
0: Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. so that kind of leads nicely into, you know, what were your expectations? And, and it sounds like, much like me, when I saw it for the first time a handful of years ago, I, all I knew was vampire. It sounds like that's yeah. all you knew. <laughs> that's all I knew,
1: too. You hinted enough about it saying that it wasn't like your normal vampire movie, and that it was a little bit less of a horror movie and more of a thriller. Mm-hmm. I would say that there's a few scenes in there that really move it to horror territory. I was glad that my wife wasn't there watching because oh that guy, she would not like this at all. <laughs> I think a lot of the scenes that were not, real gory or really graphic with the depiction of violence. I think she would have been better with that. She also doesn't really like to be scared that often. And there's a few parts that are a little frightening. It was very low, well, medium expectations. I had a great recommendation from you. And I think that it was very well deserved. And coming out of it, it was enjoyable because there was a lot of good meat to talk about with my friend and a lot of good discussions we could have about what we saw who the characters were and, and our opinions on what the film was trying to say and we were getting we, we did a couple of pauses during it saying well, what about this? what about this? is this kind of what the characters are? and just having
0: conversations during it as well that's deep because I was just like this is pretty cool <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get into the highs and lows, and I'm going to I'm going to lead you for a bit, and then I'm mm-hmm. just going to let you run wild for a second. I'm in the unique position of having seen it for the second time, kind of the third time because I've seen the American remake called Let Me In, which is actually quite good, by the way. But you know, the original's the original. So watching it the second time, I got to pick up maybe some things I didn't pick up the first time. So the first thing I want to hit you with, as far as Jared's highs, you can gr- agree or disagree. <laughs> I really thought the cinematography and the lighting was amazing. Like I thought it was really well shot. Yeah, I can definitely, definitely agree with that. It's
1: interesting because the film is set, I want to say, early 80s?
0: Yes, it is a yeah, period piece. But I want to say it's about 1982 or 3 or something like that. Right. And so you have it being a period piece of the early
1: 80s, and you have it being released in 2008. So we're, But we've also got it being made in Norway? Sweden. Sweden. Well, that's close.
0: It's, up there. <laughs> it's one of those dangling like
1: over Europe, the country. <laughs> so, so you don't have like the American high production. And even, even some of the uh, independent production that you see in America is still higher class than you see a lot of times in other countries. Mm-hmm. And you have it purposely made to be a little bit more rough. With all that in mind, I think they did a great job of really putting it in that perfect time frame. You got the kid holding the the Rubik's Cube that places it in that early 80s. There's kind of a level of poverty, not not even poverty, but lower income, especially with the characters involved. And there's just a lot of griminess you feel. But production quality and lighting and set design, everything felt great. And it felt really lived in and It was just another character that you felt. And it's another way to paint the characters
0: as well. Excellent. I I agree completely. And it's going to lead nicely into my next one about characters. Let's be honest. A lot of times when you have a movie that's centered around young child actors, uh, there's a lot of swings and misses in Hollywood when it comes to that. I thought these two young people were amazing. Yeah, very much so. I agree. You have a very
1: difficult narrative that you're pushing here with the relationship, sexuality. There's a lot of that stuff that goes into this. And you have these two young people who do a great job of showing showing something that's very much a a young love, a young crush that really develops quickly into something more because there's also survival. There's also friendship. There's a lot of things that are built in there. And you have these two characters that are doing a great job of really showing it. And I think I got to give, I I don't know who I like better. I think I do like Lena as Eli a little bit more because she, she's given the task of presenting a very androgynous character, Mm -hmm. which helps. (laughs) It helps the story and it helps a lot of the discussion that goes on. Plus you also have her, the the relationship that she has with her father figure, which I know we're going to talk about that one too, is also a bit of a a question mark. And you have questions about that too. So she has to have power and vulnerability at the same time. And she does it very well, I think.
0: All right. I think you're right. And I want to dive into this a bit because this is, this is where the movie gets interesting with the character. So you mentioned that she had this father figure. Yes. And then by the end of the film, you realize that that father figure has been replaced by Oscar, mm-hmm. which leads you to ask the question was the father figure she came into town with once Oscar's age and how many of these has she gone through? Mm-hmm. Having read the book, I don't remember right offhand, but I want to say it was somewhere, you know, Renaissance era that Eli became a vampire. Yeah. After some fairly terrible, I don't know how else to say it. Genital mutilation. Yeah, uh, they don't go into this in the movie, but in the book, it's pretty clear that Eli was born a boy and was mutilated and then became a vampire.
1: Yeah, they touch on it real quickly in a very shocking, quick scene. Yes, that, that kind of both my friend and I are like, whoa. Uh, but going back and looking at stuff afterwards and saying, oh, oh, OK, that makes sense now. It's still horrific, but at the same time, it's your first inclination of what you saw. I'm glad it wasn't that. I'm glad it was the other thing. And then it's like, I'm not glad it's
0: that other thing. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I had no idea to feel that, especially very unique in my second watch. Cause in my first watch, I had it on Blu-ray, but my TV was like a 480 or maybe a 720. This time when I watched it, cause when I saw that very shocking scene, it's 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 a brief nudity scene. When I saw that in low definition, I didn't really even get what I was seeing. I was like, why did I need that shot? Like, honestly, Rick, I thought it was just, lady parts yeah no and right there with you and
1: that's what my friend and i both said at the same time as we were like you know i don't feel like that scene was really needed and then i went back and saw the trivia and i was going oh well the scene Kind of was
0: needed, but you almost need a little more context for it. it yeah. This time around seeing an HD on HD TV, I could actually see what it was. And I went, oh, and, and and coupling with that, with what I'd read in the book, I was like, oh, okay, I get that. Because at first I was like, this is a really weird shock value scene that I feel like if someone knew I watched it, I'd be on like an FBI watch list somewhere. Yes. Um, yes. but now that I've seen it in HD, it makes more it's still disturbing. I'm not gonna lie. For those of you <laughs> right. who are listening, be be ready for a tough movie at, at times. Mm-hmm. It's, it doesn't pull a lot of punches. Th-
1: this made me really think a lot about Interview the Vampire, because you have the Kirsten Dunst's character as being made a vampire as a child, and then her suffering because she is eternally the child and must be protected. So you have that going on with the Eli character. Mm-hmm. And early on, I, I said, too, I said, especially when the father figure disfigures himself and then eventually dies. I was like, I really don't think that that is her father actually went out the window real quickly and i was like i think that was former (laughs) lover or former you said went out
0: the window quickly i had yeah
1: well sorry let me get back to your thoughts. no 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 no. no, that that was good (laughs) so no i already kind of was putting that together and i and i think she was looking for a new protector she needed to find a new protector which makes you think too it looks like she really wants and yearns for this friendship and this love and this this connection with this other person or is she just using them?
0: Mm, that's the definitely where I wanted to go with this conversation. At the end of the day or the film, part of me felt happy for Oscar that he found he found a backbone in a spine. And he stood up for himself. Yep. He did sort of solidify his relationship with Eli. But then the other half of me felt really bad for him because I thought back and I thought he is because he's so bullied and so alone. He doesn't really have a father figure. His mom's doing the best she can. He also is seeking this love. And I, and I wonder if, if maybe not even on purpose, but just by nature of who Eli is and having gone through this for what seems like hundreds of years, she's found the perfect person to take advantage of. I felt so sad. Part of me felt so sad. I was like, oh, Oscar, you you've already seen how you end. You saw how it ended for the other guy. And it's just like, oh. Part feels good because he's got this life that he wants, but the other part is, uh, I'll let you, your thoughts. No, no, I, I'm agreeing with you on that. I think that that's absolutely fair and
1: absolutely true. He's coming from a divorce house. His connection with his father, looks like he's got a good connection that he wants with his father, but his father has his own mistakes that he makes. He, you know, a friend comes over and just, he's going to ignore Oscar now. So Oscar can't find any of that one-on-one connection. He can't get it with his mother because she's always working and she doesn't quite get him. He gets bullied at school. And he doesn't have any friends. And here comes this amazing angel that he becomes friends with. She encourages him. She gives him that backbone. Is it better for him? Is it worse for him? It's it's the classic story of, I was talking not too long ago about Shaun of the Dead. And, and the reason why that's different than any other zombie movie is because we get something. We get the day after which we don't get in any other zombie movie. The, the zombie movie ends with them saying, what's going to happen? We don't know. That's part of the horror of zombie movie. Shaun of the dead, you see the next day and he's playing with his friend. He's got the relationship. <laughs> we don't get that with this. We just see them going off and we, we almost, if we want to see what happens the next day, we just need to rewind the movie and see this movie again,
0: mm-hmm. because yeah. that's what it's going to be. Yeah. It's that. That is kind of depressing, but uh, yeah, <laughs> depressing or happy because, yeah, it's so weird. I told listen, people, if you're still listening to this, you've if you didn't believe me when I said this is one of the most unique vampire movies you're ever gonna see, I think we've just put it on display. Yeah, it's it's yeah. like all this subtext with kind of a cool vampire story put in the middle of it. And speaking of cool vampire story, let's lift the mood just a little bit, just a little. How about that swimming pool scene? Was that not the coolest? <laughs> Oh, you had
1: to set it up. Uh, Oscar's getting bullied one last time. This time by the brother of his bully, mm-hmm. and he dared to stand up to his regular bully, split right. his ear. Right, and and you can see. Well, this is where that bully gets it from, It gets from the older mother, mm-hmm. brother,
0: brother. Mm-hmm.
1: And then he's getting drowned in the pool, getting pressed down in the water, and then then you just start seeing body parts fall into the water.
0: <laughs> it's so great. <laughs>
1: I really loved the one bully, the one member of the great gang who always kept saying, no, I'm not going to do this. And he didn't stand up to the bully, but he just would stand in the back and put his head down and cry. Yeah. And he was off the benches head down crying. And he was the only one not touched. Yep. Which I also liked a lot. Yes. <laughs> and I'm like, there's somebody who is going to not have a good life.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and again, I'm so glad that that we took this journey together uh, again, because I don't think I noticed on my first watch that the the cry guy lived. Yeah. And, and then I noticed him this time. I, my, my TV must've been really low definition. <laughs> <laughs> I was keeping my eye on
1: that kid ever since I saw him like, kind of back down from one of the fights and I was like, oh, what's going to happen to him? What's going to happen to him? And then the, the ending thing is like, he went and sat on the bench. You see, am I just going to see like a body with no head just sitting on the bench or is he going to be there? And,
0: and no. that, that's the beauty of the scene. I've never seen this, let me phrase it this way. I've never seen such a violent scene done that way with almost minimal violence. Does that make sense? <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, we, we don't really see the violence we see the aftermath or it occurring just off screen because we're seeing kind of underneath the water and he's got his eyes closed under the water because he's trying to hold his breath as much as possible and you he just you're seeing bodies and parts and then all of a sudden the hand on his head just
0: is just a hand
1: <laughs> just a hand
0: i like the kid you see the kid getting drugged. he's just like feet his shoes are getting drugged through the water you're like i i want to be I want to be a fly on the wall when they shot that scene, like all the little rigging they had to do. And, you know, there was a guy who was just so excited. I'm going to toss his head in here. And just as soon as the director says, go, I'm going to toss his head in the water. <laughs> it is so uniquely shot. I was just, the first time I saw it, I was like, I have to watch that again. Rewind, rewind, watch again. It's part of a bit of old
1: school cinema that I always loved where it's a lot more horrific. If you don't see it, Mhm. And you have to put your mind on everything else about what's going on. It is much more terrifying that way. And yeah, we're seeing the bits of it, but we're not seeing the actual horror of it. And you save a lot of money on it, too.
0: Which you is do. <laughs> you <laughs> do. Like, what a what a cost-effective way to make a great scene. I, I think, uh, honestly, let me ask you, Rick. I won't put words into your mouth. Sure. Personally, when I look at the Blu-ray case of what the right one in, the first thing I think is the pool scene. You think that's going to be how you remember it? Like, is there, or was there another scene that that kind of will jump out?
1: Either that one, actually, I might go with, and I'll explain this more. But I think this, I think this movie is going to be tied to your brother, and we're going to get to that in a second. But there is a specific scene where she jumps on one guy walking alone underneath a bridge Mm, and mm -hmm. being observed by the, by Gorska. I think his name is there's that scene, which I think is also pretty terrifying because you see a lot of shadows. You see the small figure jump on this man and just start sucking him dry. And you see this horrified look on this guy who's watching it. And I think that's the scene that really sticks out in my mind because it's it's more for the good case. I mean, you just see that one shadowed image of this tiny vampire on this.
0: Yeah. yeah. It is really, s- especially scary too, because she is so tiny. I think initially he thinks he's trying to help a child and it turns real fast. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah.
1: Very fast. Uh, it's uh, a ghost. Ghost. And the reason I say, I think of your brother is because ghost is your brother. Prove me wrong. Did uh, you prove yourself right? sir? Ghosta. <laughs> <laughs> is a side character in this who's friends with some of the other men of the town. And he lives alone in an apartment full of cats. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted you to say it, but yeah, <laughs> poor Jason got eaten under the bridge. Well, no, it wasn't Jason. It wasn't just, he's a guy who watched, he, he watched actually right. two of his friends. Cause he watched, well, he watched, I think a number of them actually, but cause he watched the one guy under the bridge. And then, Oh, that's (laughs) a ghost. Ghost
0: was the witness. He was the one like telling everybody like this thing happened. He was the one telling everybody.
1: And then he also has he also had the one lady come in. And probably the one thing I'm going to say is a bad thing in this movie is the scene with the cats attacking the woman vampire. (laughs) They wouldn't know parts of that woman vampire, man. But when they attack, it is bad CGI and horrible puppets. You mean that yeah. wasn't real? That's the part where I was
0: like, "Oh, HD does not do this." Good is where I
1: so... <laughs> need to switch back to my old TV. <laughs>
0: well, that was it my was... next thing in my notes. Was that we've 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 glowed a lot about it, but some low. So cat scene,
1: cat scene. It, I laughed hysterically. I was I was hackling. I was just this was hilarious
0: to me. <laughs> I, I um, love the concept of animals having the instinct. <sighs> Yeah, But is the execution of the, of the scene that was, <laughs> was questionable like, at best?
1: Oh, this this would have been a much better don't show, just have angry cat sounds. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Go back to your pool scene technology and kind of see if you can make that work with cats, you know. <laughs> from Just a viewpoint from the litter box. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> that, that killed
1: me. But throughout the entire thing, once that guy entered his apartment and you saw all the cats around and I looked at the guy and he's a bigger guy like your brother is i'm like man that's pretty darn
0: close (laughs) jason it's just that use a few action figures decorating this house away (laughs) this is jason if he lived in sweden (laughs) (laughs) well cool cool any any other lows for you we've talked a lot of highs (sighs) getting low um there's a few things that
1: the film would have and i I didn't get a chance to watch the American version, but I think there's a couple of things that, like any foreign film, there's some shortcuts that every nation or or, or community has in the films that they put in that they don't need to explain. But if you're not, don't live in that culture, you're not going to get it. And I think there's a few things in the film that are like, are probably reminiscent or understood being part of the school system or or how they interact and i don't think any of it's bad i just think it's it's a little hard sometimes to decipher and i think there's some shorthands that we miss out on Um, Mm -hmm. but no i i have a hard time thinking of anything that's really low on this list i I said i think just that one scene was bad a lot of the other scenes were really good you have the female vampire the, the the one lady who gets bitten and doesn't die and she actually becomes a vampire open up the window and she's in that bed and burst into flames. That was pretty horrific as well. And and well done. Yeah. It's always nice to see a dummy catch on fire. <laughs> no, a, a lot of the other scenes were really good. And I think that it was well done for the budget that it had.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it was, I like one of the effects I like, I should have paid more attention to see if uh, it was CGI or practical. I suspect maybe a combination I liked uh, again, this movie is full of nuance. I liked the nuance where it showed what happened to her when she went in without being invited. Yeah. She like started bleeding from her ears and her eyes. And like, it was clearly painful. Like I thought that was like, I don't know. I just thought it was kind of neat. Cause you always hear about this. Vampires have to be invited in. I've never really seen it done this way about like what happens when they try. to Yeah. And I think that's something else we could probably
1: talk about a bit is the, the parts of the myth that they use. They use the drinking of the blood, they use the not being let in. That's the name of the movie. And they also use the catching fire in sunlight and in mm. the, the sunlight piece. And that's mm. why they have to make the bathroom really blocked off. And she's underneath a blanket in the tub, door closed, you know, no light at all. So I, I think that that's really, I, I think that they limited the number of things they were going to deal with. We're not going to get the religious symbols or crossing water or anything like that. We're just going to, deal with these small little facts and we're focusing on other things so I, I think you're right i think we've named it this and there's a specific scene where he has to invite her in and no i'm not going to invite you in. just come in if you want to come in you come in yourself and she comes in oh well can't keep her out and then yeah bleeding through all the clothes <sighs> and
0: <clears throat> yeah yeah oh, no Yep. <laughs> it's a great movie, people trust me. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, as you guys listening audience can hear, there's a lot of layers, it's a lot of subtlety. You just write it down on paper, it might not sound terribly interesting. A couple kids become friends, one of them's a vampire, like it's almost sounds like a goofy premise, but man, it is so so well executed. And just a shout out to the remake, let me in the guy who plays the father figure is one of my very very favorite. Character actors is Richard Jenkins. You might know him from Step Brothers. He was the dad in Step Brothers. He's got a very comedic way about him. He was in another great horror movie called Wolf with Jack Nicholson and Michelle Pfeiffer. He was in uh, Cabin in the Woods. You'll know him when you see him. And I, I love the guy. So I just want to give him a shout out. Oh,
1: that guy. That's the guy.
0: (laughs) That guy, yeah. I love Richard Jenkins in anything. And it's kind of weird to see him not be so funny because he has to play the father figure and we all know how that goes.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. All right. Any final thoughts,
1: Rick? I I really think that the key part of this entire movie is the relationship between the two kids and how it's, it's not sexual, but it is about love. They have one scene where they're in bed together and the boy even says... And it's a little telling moment too. the boy even says, hey, do you want to go steady? Understand that concept. Well, do you want to be my girlfriend? I'm not a girl. And you're thinking, oh, well, that's because she's a vampire. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I am. So, no, it's it's really good on threading that line of of exploring the innocence of children and exploring this interesting. It's an interesting concept of sexuality, too, with a vampire being a very sexual creature as well. But it's not about sex.
0: Right, this that's almost one of the tragedies in a weird way of this particular vampire is Ellie can't truly know that kind of sexual because of what she is. It's like it's like everybody got shortchanged in some way in this movie. Yeah, I guess we should say they are stuck at this one age
1: of not a child, right on the cusp, and they don't have sex is there but not there love is there but not there it's everything's just everything's just out of reach for everything's a character (laughs) yeah and it's and it's tragic and then you like you said at the beginning we have the conversation are they using oscar or are they really loving oscar yeah it's hard to say it's good it's a very good like yeah
0: oscar fills a, a void that ellie needs But is it a good way? Yeah, it's so deep. It's like, in the end, my my last thought is always, Oscar is such a usable person, and I feel bad for him. Yeah. That's my last thought. I mean, part of me is glad that they kind of get to go have this life together. But like you said brilliantly, right? The end of the movie might as well go right back to the beginning, because you're going to see how it all is going to end. And we know how it's going to end. And this might give him purpose,
1: too, because he doesn't have any other purpose in life. It really does not like to look like this. Child has any other purpose? Doesn't have a really good the home life. He doesn't make friends easily. It's a barren and cold and joyless wasteland where they
0: live. Sorry, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> Apologies, sweet. No, no.
1: It, it, well, but you can find places like that anywhere in the.
0: Yeah, in no. The- it's it's very secluded, definitely.
1: And it's and I know I haven't seen it yet, but I know it's interesting. They do it in Arizona in the
0: American version. That sounds right to me. I'm going to say yes, but it's been a while. Last time I saw it, was in the theater. So,
1: I mean, it doesn't have to be in a snowy place. It just has to be in an isolated place. And you can find that anywhere. So it's definitely worth the watch. This is a very good one. It's very well done. Thank you.
0: well, I'm glad you liked it. I'm glad I got to take the journey with you again, because in the in the front part of this, I, I like I said, it's one of the most unique vampire movies you're going to ever see. We, you, you, we're sort of familiar with the Hammer style, the black and white Universal style. We're even kind of used to an action-y vampire style via Blade or John Carpenter's mm-hmm. vampires. This is like nothing else that I've seen as far as a vampire movie. It's... Very unique, Like I said, it has a couple of little close ties, maybe to interview the Vampire, but
1: just minor, minor things.
0: The biggest difference between this and interview the Vampire to me is I didn't fall asleep during this one. that's my that's my quick slam on interview with the Vampire. I've never made it through it. <laughs> wow uh, i got maybe i was just tired i gotta give it another shot i gotta get i mean hey,
1: if for nothing else you you know staring at brad pitt and tom cruise all day long yeah i mean you know i'm not interested unless you throw antonio in the mix okay here you go antonio God, I got me. <laughs> <laughs> you have three you have three gorgeous looking guys and christian slater to look at <laughs> <laughs>
0: I well know, i got christian that slater. going for me <laughs> <laughs> i like christian slater he's fine i do too i like <laughs> christian slater no, yeah. no doubt I, underrated i think ah but anyways maybe i should come back uh 25 episodes later and i'll watch uh interview with <laughs> and <laughs> give it a fair shake i don't know why I just just kept falling asleep that's all right i might have been tired fair fair is fair i'm not saying it's a bad movie i need to give it a fair shake because <laughs> we're not here to talk about that we're here to talk about let the right one in and i think it's time to get out some blood-soaked bags of popcorn.
1: I <laughs> mm, mm. <laughs> love that salty popcorn. <laughs>
0: <laughs> mm, mm, mm. Mm, mm. I, I've got five empty bags in front of me, and I'm going to fill some up for you. Depending on how many you want, so out of five full bags of popcorn, what do you rank this movie? Well, go ahead and butter up four of those because I am going to say that's going to be a four full bags of popcorn.
1: This is a great movie. This is really good movie, but there's probably there's a few areas where it could be tightened up there's a few more themes you could put in there i think it is excellent for what it is it it really is but it's not hitting that absolute out of the run home run fiver no i mean a little bit of the cats it made me laugh it made me laugh no i i I call this one a definite four bags it's it's above average it is solid movie how about you what are you giving this one
0: you know if joe november was here with us i'd do a four and a half bag of popcorn. Yeah, I think I would join you. I think I would join you on a on a four since he's not here and we can't do havesies without Joe. Okay. I think I would join you on a four strictly because let me rephrase that first time I watched it a four second time I watched it probably a five because it, since then i would read the book and I understand all the backstory. Mm-hmm. But the fact that you need that to get to a five is why I think a four is ultimately fair. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, I, I, I think that's good. I think that's good. I, get, I,
0: this movie's I... jacked up. Read the book. It's even more jacked <laughs> That's on my list. That's on my list. Oh, it's a fast <laughs> read. I think I read it in like two days. Just right, burned right through it. But man. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Let's just say I've read like probably 90% of the works of Stephen King. And this uh-huh. one made me go, <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's
1: good. I like that.
0: All right. No. So we're, we're, you know, we're both at an honest four bags and I think that's yep. fair.
1: Yeah. Usually at this time, I mean, it's your show now for five more minutes here, I guess, but I'll, I'll say you can find me on this show or on Twitter at M Muck About or my other podcast unpacking the power of power pack, which I host with my buddy, Jeff, who, Tries his best to get in bed with me, but I will not let him. <laughs> just, it's not sexual, man. He just wants to cuddle. He just wants to cuddle. No, I don't need that hairy back. I don't need that hairy chest on my back. Nope, 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 nope. Spoiler: nope, nope. It's also
0: sexual. <laughs> it is very sexual. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how about you? Where where can people find you, man? Well, I am at home here on the Longbox Crusade Network, and if you want to chat with me personally, I'm at Yard Sale Artist Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. It's all at Yard Sale artist i want to thank rick for letting me be here for episode 50 what a landmark occasion you honor me by letting me do this with you and uh, man, i'm just glad you liked the film and uh, hopefully people enjoyed uh listeners chat about it if you've already seen it i hope you enjoyed your walk down memory lane if you've yet to see it hopefully we've inspired you to go see one of the most unique vampire movies you're ever going to see and with that i'll let you close it out rick well thank
1: you very much for letting me use this lovely attic and all of your movies and all of your you know. Used VHS players and tapes. And I I still got to hook up that laser disc. But we, you know, Pat won't let us use his laser disc. He's stingy about that. (laughs) Stinginess. If you would like to support this wonderful network, head on over to Patreon and search for Long Box Crusade. Become a member of the Long Box Crusade network. They need the money.
0: We do. (laughs) We
1: got bills. we keep showing movies here. We keep Uh, having these extravagant parties. We aren't even gonna talk about what Mary Jane does uh, and Clinton using water in the basement. I mean, we got, you got to turn that off.
0: Right. Right. He's getting a little carried away. Although I like
1: him having baths. Anyways, (laughs) please come back next month where we will be back with another episode and I'm going to have somebody else up here. Don't know who don't know what, but we are beyond 50 episodes. So I am going to start bringing back people that i've had on before i had a self-imposed thingy where i wasn't going to have a lot of duplicates the only other, the only person that was duplicate was our buddy delvin because alien and aliens
0: yeah you gotta finish You got
1: <laughs> to do that but we are going to start having some repeat customers up here so please join us next month and don't forget the popcorn with the blood
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs>
1: The music for this episode is Fall Back by musical genius Joe November. Check out his SoundCloud at JoeCeflin99. That's joseflin 99.